Greetings, friends, neighbors, family, brothers, and sisters. I use that term a lot because when I was living overseas, everybody said brother and sister. Maybe that was some of the ways that they got along. Today, I'm going to be explaining to you, explaining to you how the Wu-Tang Clan and many other young modern-day black people in the 1990s actually freed the slaves. And the 18, Act of 1800. 63 did not free the slaves. It was just an executive order that we've come to know as the Emancipation Proclamation. Uh, the Freedmen's and the Freedmen Bureau, again, are now converted into what you call the Democratic Left Black Wing Caucus um, situation. I don't even know what to call them. And this bureau was set up... now. I've complained before that Indians come here and Arabs and all kinds of people and they're able to set up their banks. I see Chinese banks everywhere in America, Asian banks, uh, Jewish banks. Well, there was a time where African-Americans were doing better than everybody uh, and we basically are left with nothing today. We had financial institutions, credit lending, understanding of how money works in capitalism. We had property and wealth, and we had a good market. We had uh, great consumers and a very cohesive, strong community. That's all gone now. We can't even find a grocery store. We own nothing, and we're in a terrible quagmire of a situation I like to call a shrine. Now let's learn a little bit about this Freedmen's Bureau. Just, just listen to this a little bit. I'm from London, England. That's where I was born and raised. My family's from Nigeria, West Africa. I have more of the, as opposed to the African-American experience, I have more of the Anglo-African experience, I guess you could say. And so I'm coming from another angle, but it still ends up meeting at the same place because uh, no matter where you're from, you know, being black, you, you, you know, the history, it comes through your life at some point and you need to know about it. When I went back to Africa, and I walked the streets and there were there were certain mannerisms that, 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 that the men had and I'm looking I'm like that's me they they do this and they do and they make all these noises just like I do and I always thought I was the weird one because you don't make those type of noises in England growing up <laughs> you know you don't make those type of, and so it was just it was just mind-blowing and so that was a perfect example is like when you know where you're from where you came from it makes you accept who you are more because sometimes it's different today it makes you accept who you are even though things have changed and you can still blend with society and be On the 150th anniversary of Juneteenth, or Emancipation Day, a day that celebrates the end of slavery in the United States, leaders, scholars, and dignitaries in the African-American community gathered at a news conference in Los Angeles for a significant announcement. We have announced and will now move forward with bringing to light the names and information for more than four million individuals. That is something to be proud of. 
The church-sponsored Family Search teamed up with several notable genealogical organizations and museums to release 1.5 million digitized images that contain the estimated 4 million names from the Freedmen's Bureau. These records are especially touching because you get to get a sense of... At the end of the Civil War, four million newly freed people wanted to put some founding principles into action. All men are created equal. They are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. As some gained freedom, others reacted defensively. In response, the U.S. government created the Bureau of Refugees, Freedmen, and Abandoned Lands, known as the Freedmen's Bureau. The Bureau acted as the conscience and common sense of the country, stepping between the hostile parties and saying to them, with irresistible authority, peace. Some veterans of the U.S. Colored Troops used their honorable military service to secure loans from the Freedmen's Savings and Trust Company. This funding helped them buy land and start businesses. Freedmen's schools taught the essentials, conveying knowledge needed to make decisions. Bureau staff mediated between freed people and employers, negotiating contracts that specified work required, money earned, and protection afforded if employers reneged on the agreement. Small pieces of currency became symbols of independence for newly freed people, paid in cash for the first time. Support for serving freed people declined by 1870, and the U.S. Congress closed the Freedmen's Bureau in 1872. Bureau Director, Brigadier General Oliver Otis Howard, lamented that the Freedom Project had fallen short. I believe there are many battles yet to be fought in the interest of human rights. There are wrongs that must be righted, noble deeds that must be done. Such work can inspire those committed to opening the American experiment to all. Guys. First and foremost, if you just listen to what you just heard, let me tell you, it sounds like, man, that wasn't so bad. But I'm going to tell you, what you just heard is the furthest thing from the truth. Uh, the reality is that this Freedmen's Bureau and bank and Freedmen organization and everything, which was the shop steward or basically the middleman in between what we call slaves or f newly freed slaves if you will and those who freed the slaves and who were in charge of the system now again these persons that you were hearing about are still around by the way they're just converted into being democrats and um they're they've settled for what you have today as your quote-unquote black community this is who they are now again with all due respect um, I think the government tried and started off by trying to do the right thing by black people you slave the people you put them through hell and then you release them into slavery with nothing knowing you are about to start up a new world that's going to be based off of wages now. Now, again, like they said, many black people for the first time in history got paid a wage. We, they never used this system. There was a different bottling, bottling, 
bottling system, a different exchange system, and then once wages and fiat money came into be, again, this was foreign to the slaves, because one, it's not right, but two, it's a new system, okay? It's basically like how uh, cassette tapes and VCRs went out, and then now there's digital music and there was CDs. This is what happened when they was building the uh, wage economy, okay? You do the work, it ain't slavery, and we give you a wage, now, obviously, you think the wage would be fair back in the day? Hell no. But again, some people took this as freedom. The Emancipation Proclamation basically was taken as freedom as well. We were freed. Here's the sad part about it. And the ancestors and your grandparents, grandparents, we never were truly actually freed. And that's it, period. There's no need to go back into that. Now, in my generation... We didn't really know all the details of the Freedmen's Bureau and um, the project that got started that shipped African-Americans back to Africa. If you don't know, they picked a country, uh, Liberia, and they started sending black people back there. And it, it didn't work out the way they expected it. Just Let's just say it that way. So... Again, they're stuck with all of these people. They're newly freed, and they're trying to integrate them. They're not about to give them 40 acres and a mule. Don't even ask. That's out of the question. But they were still coming up with some ideas. Do we start socialism? Do we start food stamps, welfare? Do we give some 40 acres and a mule? What are we going to do? You know, How are we going to get these people integrated or plug them into a system? Well, obviously, what happened was they came up with a bright idea. We're going to make them permanent consumers. We're going to make them job, job, wage people and W-2 people. They will come and ask us for jobs like sharecropping. Or if we allow any other people to move up in the society, be it Asian, Hispanic, or whatever, they're going to go to them. They, they built a system with us being on the bottom of the totem pole. The system cannot work if black people are not on the bottom. So in our generation, there's something miraculously happens. Miraculous happens. Young black men freeze the entire African-American slave class and open up our mind for the first time and free us. Now, you might say to yourself, now, how in the world did the hip-hop community free or rappers free slaves. Wasn't it a minister that freed you or activist? Wasn't it Dr. King or Malcolm X? How about Abraham Lincoln? None of the above. It was young black rappers and gangsters who freed the slaves. What we did not know was that our mental condition was so irrevocably destroyed that we would inevitably stay in slavery because our minds were slaved. We thought like a slave, ate like a slave. We pursued women like a slave. We addressed our neighbors and white people and our brothers and sisters like slaves. Whenever we got, we got money, we had money in the mind of a slave. 
whenever we got land or wealth, we thought like slaves. And it was only until this generation realized that it was our minds that were needing to be free, not our physical bodies. That would follow suit. But it was solely our minds that had been messed up and detained. And the only way that we were going to fix that is if our minds were freed. And this is where the freed men's came in at to give the illusion of inclusion and the idea that you were free. But the truth of the matter was they were not free. Guys, let's go into this further. Guys, you on Clyde Yorkshire. This is the station for white women. You already know. Some people may ask me, brother, how do you get into the studio and record and record and record and record? I went to Tom Thumb today and I'm, I'm, I'm really bashing into my, um, my veganism even more now. I just decided I'm going to fight for it. So I went in and I got some seaweed. I went in and I got some olives and I got some artich artichoke with some uh, pesto sun-dried tomatoes and it was rocking it was good it was yummy I really did enjoy that meal and now I am drinking on some panna Aquapana, Tuscany, natural spring water. And I also went and got a bottle of water as well while I was at Tom Thumb. This is alkaline water, pH 9.5. Guys, I'm struggling and I don't want them to kill me before I enjoy a little bit of life. And it looks like the things that we're eating is going to kill us faster than we could have ever imagined. Dietary is important, especially in the black community because so many of us are sick or dying or have died because of pre preventable diseases, things that could have been avoided. There are so many things to look into when it comes down to freeing the slaves. You can tell if a people are free or not by based on what they eat, what they think, what they watch, what they spend their time doing. And it has been more than obvious. The problem is our eyes are not working. Our eyes are not ready just yet to behold the truth and the reality in which we live. We're not just at that point yet. And uh, obviously, if this is where we are, uh, our elders are in a worse place. Their eyes are nowhere near ready to behold the reality and the truth. In fact, they will rather fight you 
they would ready rather, uh, uh, you know, basically put up a wall to make sure that they can't receive the transmission from you that is waking them up and letting them know, guys, we, and this, this may seem funny and weird, man, but I, I, I can't just let you walk away like that. I honestly believe that we're dealing with something a little bit more complicated than just having a problem with white people. I've come to that conclusion over a period of time that we, would, we should really understand why all of a sudden is everybody talking about aliens, everybody talking about special spacecraft and the, the core of the earth ain't turning no more. I don't think we should just dismiss this as, well, you know, that's just their opinion and, you know, that's just, you know, no, there's something really going on and everything is on a timer, whether it be our 400 year slavery in this country, whether it be coming out of slavery, everything is mathematically aligned with the stars at the proper time when it's supposed to happen. And there are many, many, many reasons now that I, I get why we were freed at the time of the 90s and not in the 1800s, not by the black church, why we were not freed by uh, activists or anybody else, why it took some damn rappers, some damn rappers, who the hell is a rapper, how the hell are they going to free the slaves, oh, but it happened, it's real, it's not a joke, and it may surprise you, but it shouldn't, when you know what you know, it begins to make sense. So these slaves come out in the 1800, they, all the banks are gone, all of their financial gains and things that they need to be productive as a nation in a nation was taken away, right? So again, the state, the system had a bright idea to lock us irrevocably into a financial shrine where we would never have the opportunity to own wealth and access capitalism or even their system which was supposed to be everybody's system but obviously their system now look what happens we say you know what we're not letting you congress or any you know people out there just give us banks and give us loans and give us this we're going to build our financial districts and some pretty interesting well-known ones such as black wall street what well, a white man says i don't want you having chinatowns japanese towns or little italy towns that you see all around america because we would have had little african-american little afro town, a little Afro town here, Afro town here, just like the Chinese. So the government comes in, destroys our infrastructure, burn down our businesses, kill and stomp the idea out of us having today what you see Indians are doing in America, Hispanics, whites, and everybody else. They wanted to destroy that. Okay? Like destroying the uh metro system in New York. Imagine someone just bombing it and break it up. I mean, so bad 
that you, you, you almost don't want to even build on it again because the infrastructure is so, the money it takes to repair, you might as well build a new one. And that's what they did to us. And so what we need to, um, young people to understand, specifically all my white women, all my white sisters today, that the government of the United States of America, factions of our government, are still working to try to undermine and keep us in a financial and economic shrine. And everything that we should be accessing, they will not allow under any circumstances us to provide our own clothing, our own food, our own shelter. We have to continue to go to the state and get it, go to the welfare department and get it, go to the attorney general and get it. We cannot come together and under maritime and admiralty law, start doing trade and commerce that benefit specifically African-Americans, open up grocery stores and delis and farming uh, facilities that specifically is for African-Americans. And obviously we are willing to help and support and serve others as well, but enough to feed our people. The United States of America abhors the idea of African-Americans having anything to themselves to be a productive people. They are out to this day to make sure that that never happens, that we can pick ourselves up by our own bootstraps. So when people keep feeling sorry for us and I'm just was born, no, you was not born privileged. Your ass was born with somebody giving you an opportunity in a very savage and wicked and evil way. Okay, there's not no privilege. Like, yo, we just got lucky. We just worked hard for this. Like, you know, no, the truth is you got forces within our government working overtime against certain people. Now they're working against the white male. Now they're trying to cancel men in every single which way. This same deep state entity have been after us this whole time. We've been having hospitalization problems with the government. We've been having financial problems with the government, wage problems with the government, family problems with the government, our fathers missing and stuff because of the government. The government has went out of its way to sabotage every ounce of our existence in this country, whether it's sicking the police on us, watering us down with water holes, you can't get educated, you can't access food, you're not gonna access land, you're not gonna access wealth, you're not gonna have good marriages, you're not gonna have access to a protective force that's going to protect your people. So they were burning our houses down, setting them on fire, setting our cattle on fire. This was happening since decade after decade after decade to try to take the will out of our ancestors. Guys, we gotta take a look at this. This is real deal. Okay, I just wanna make sure that some people actually knew that this was happening. Well, or had happened. Again, they're always moving the goalposts. Now, if it's not them burning stuff down, it's creating institutions and gerrymandering uh, uh, and red taping and algorithms that will lock you out of the system. Um, and again, you know, these people don't stop. Now they're sicking the state on you. The attorney generals, they're weaponizing your, your children weaponizing your marriages and each other against each other. The state is only out to cause division amongst Americans. And it just, sometimes it does bother me how white people always want you to say something nice about America. Some days you gotta say America's a piece of shit. It is a terrible country. And I love white people once they had enough and they see the truth. 
people like Jane Elliott, people like George Carline, who can see what America actually is. Now, we could fix America and make it nice and make it great and make it beautiful, but the way a lot of it, a lot of it got started was disgusting, despicable, wicked, oh my God, devastating, demonic, hateful. This is what was started. And so to come in and try to say, oh, well, I'm with a white girl. Let me just tell you, I know America was always great. Child, America was only beautiful. I ain't never had to nigga, please. Okay? Or because I got a good job or position. Or I want to run for Congress one day. I got to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. That's why we're never forgetting. The Jewish people can tell you. They're not going to lie to you what happened to them. What they was put through by Hitler and everybody else. They don't want you to forget. They never want to repeat this crap again. We don't either. But it was the young people who freed the minds. We got tired of putting, taking the chains off of your hands and they put the chains right back on you. So we said, let's take the chains off of their minds. And that was the first time that the slaves were free. We started looking at astronomy. We started looking at quantum physics. We start looking at the universe, universal law. We, we said, the hell with the, the law of the sea. We're under universal law. Okay? The law of the universe. Okay? Which trumps their maritime and admiralty law. Really, the law of admiralty and the law of the sea is the law of the devil. It is. It is. That's why you got to get baptized. Just think about it. You don't get baptized in this country because they, they're trying to dedicate you to good old Jesus. I wish that was the problem. We got a rotten government, okay, and a rotten country sometimes that do some rotten things. Getting baptized was a symbol that you uh, are giving the government the authorities under maritime and admiralty law to govern you and make you an admiralty product in water. And many of us thought it was just getting us close to Jesus and our way into heaven. We didn't know that they made this up and inserted into religion of us being baptized, which really was orientating you into the Masonic order of things. Okay, that's why we're the home of the brave. The brave Templar Knights. And the home of the free. And the home of the Freemasons. Most people don't know that real quote, the, uh, the way the rest of it goes. Child, we up here. We up here. We up here. Guys, I want to say thank you, thank you, and thank you a little bit more. If you want to find out why is it that African Americans don't have in the Yellow Pages any stores at African American restaurant, seems like you can't even find them. Strangest thing ever. Or operating and owning malls and, and strips of stores and whatnot. Why, why, why does black Americans neighborhoods look like this what happened to their leadership their structure their economic and financial uh, reality well come take a trip with me and let me walk you down the yellow brick road and show you just what the United States of America did or had in mind when it was freeing 400 plus million people into a new wage-based economy was not based off of sharecropping anymore, wasn't based off of human resources anymore. It was based off of a, a economy and the greater Bretton Woods system. But again, these persons who controlled the levers 
and the access, you may not want to hear it, they deliberately stomped out any chance or access that we would have to fund, control, help, and groom ourselves and to provide for our nation. Once this was destroyed and they were sure that we would come to them for jobs, for wealth, for education, for happiness, for marriage, they would have to stamp, stamp with a powerful scepter over a whole nation of people and over time it became acceptable that it wasn't no big deal to see so many white presidents. I mean, we don't need no black one. It wasn't a big deal to see white baby dolls and action figures. It wasn't a big deal to see everybody on television white, governors, mayors. It was just normal. We've been reconstructed and we accepted it. Not having a currency, not waiting on ourselves and taking care of ourselves. Now it's not so much accepted, but our parents and elders who got us in this condition, they're used to it and they don't see what's the big deal. Why do you guys, why you just can't work for the man? Why do you just can't be the consumer? Why you just can't keep eating chitlins and hogwarts and fried chicken and everything else? Why must you change? Why can't you just do what we were told to do and what we were taught in slavery? Why can't you just accept the slave Bible that a few chapters have been taken out? Now, again, all of this stuff basically getting us primed not to be... Uh, consumers not to own strip malls on Greenville Avenue, another strip mall across on this avenue, and that uh, just like how the Chinese do, and the Japanese when they come here, and the Koreans. You see them in your neighborhoods or near your neighborhoods, you know, whole white neighborhood, just a few blocks down, they got a, a strip with 19 Chinese stores in there. And white people don't matter because they let them do business here because they got to deal with them, some sort of trade or some sort of international interest. We don't have that same sort of set of interests. And we actually hurt the state by being successful. So we need to, uh, we need to get from up under the state like this, where our, your rise is our demise. We can't keep living like that. We can't, we, can't, I, we can't accept that. And we want America to know that this is what the country and the government has been doing for a long time. And we can't tolerate it or accept it any longer.